Chapter Twenty Two of My Lady's Money. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. My Lady's Money by Wilkie Collins. Chapter Twenty Two. Postscript. Persons of a speculative turn of mind are informed that the following document is for sale, and are requested to mention what sum they will give for it. I owe you, Lady Lydiard, five hundred pounds. Felix, Switzer. Her ladyship became possessed of this pecuniary remittance under circumstances which surround it with a halo of romantic interest. It was the last communication she was destined to receive from her accomplished nephew. There was a note attached to it, which cannot fail to enhance its value in the estimation of all right-minded persons who assist the circulation of paper money. The lines that follow are strictly confidential. Note. Our excellent Moody informs me my dear aunt, that you have decided against his advice on refusing to prosecute. I have not the slightest idea of what he means, but I am very much obliged to him, nevertheless, for reminding me of a circumstance which is of some interest to yourself personally. I am on the point of retiring to the continent in search of health. One generally forgets something important when one starts on a journey. Before Moody called, I had entirely forgotten to mention that I had the pleasure of borrowing five hundred pounds of you some little time since. On the occasion to which I refer, your language and manner suggested that you would not lend me the money if I asked for it. Obviously, the only course left was to take it without asking. I took it while Moody was gone to get some curacoa, and I returned to the picture gallery in time to receive that delicious liquor from the footman's hands. You will naturally ask why I found it necessary to supply myself if I may borrow an expression from the language of state finance, with this forced loan, I was actuated by motives which I think do me honor. My position at the time was critical in the extreme. My credit with the money lenders was at an end. My friends had all turned their backs on me. I must either take the money or disgrace my family. If there is a man living who is sincerely attached to his family, I am that man. I took the money. Conceive your position as my aunt. I say nothing of myself. If I had adopted the other alternative, turn it out of the jockey club, turn it out of Tattersall's, turn it out of the betting ring, in short, post it publicly, as a defaulter before the noblest institution in England, the turf, and all for want of five hundred pounds to stop the mouth of the greatest brute I know of, Alfred Hardiman. 
let me not harrow your feelings and mine by dwelling on it dear and admirable woman to you belongs the honor of saving the credit of the family i can claim nothing but the inferior merit of having offered you the opportunity my i owe you it is needless to say can i do anything for you abroad f s to this it is only necessary to add first that moody was perfectly right in believing f s to be the person who informed hardyman's father of isabel's position when she left lady lydiard's house and secondly that felix did really forward mr troy's narrative of the theft to the french police altering nothing in it but the number of the lost bank note what is there left to write about nothing is left but to say good-bye very sorrowfully on the writer's part to the persons of the story good-bye to miss pink who will regret to her dying day that isabel's answer to hartman was no good-bye to lady lydiard who differs with miss pink and would have regretted it to her dying day if the answer had been yes good-bye to moody and isabel whose history has closed with the closing of the clergyman's book on their wedding day good-bye to hardman who has sold his farm and his horses and has begun a new life among the famous fast trotters of america good-bye to old sharon who a martyr to his promise brushed his hair and washed his face in honor of moody's marriage and catching a severe cold as the necessary consequence declared in the intervals of sneezing that he would never do it again and last not least good-bye to tommy no the writer gave tommy his dinner not half an hour since and is too fond of him to say good-bye end of chapter twenty two End of My Lady's Money by Wilkie Collins